0: Hey guys, I am back again this week. I know I took a couple weeks off there, but I'm back again with Hannah Grothusen. This week we're actually going to be tackling something that um, is a little more of a current event um, and it might not necessarily pertain fully to the fashion industry, so it'll be a nice little break for you guys. Um, It does, however, have aspects of post-COVID market effects on an industry that I didn't realize Was truly an industry and that is the ncaa march madness tournament um a lot of you probably have seen the disparities between the women's tournament and the men's tournament and today i wanted to just use this platform to talk about that so in the first half we're going to talk a little bit about what happened and you know how the ncaa tried to right their wrongs um and then in the second half it was sort of interesting to me at least to pull up the financial aspect so I dug a lot and um, crunched the numbers, and I have a lot in regards to revenue for the men's tournament, the women's tournament, um, broadcasting rates, things like that. So stay tuned if you want to hear about all that. Today's episode, we're going to cover something that might not necessarily be what we would consider um, in line with our previous episode. So it's not necessarily about fashion, it is a little bit about Um covid effects on a certain industry which we will talk about soon but it also is super recent in the press um you will definitely have heard about it um so i figure it would be fun to cover this as like a little audio extra episode so (laughs) drum roll please We're doing the NCAA basketball tournament, otherwise known as March Madness, um, (laughs) and the disparities between the men's, um, I guess, amenities and the women's amenities. And I would like to start by saying, when I say March Madness, what do you associate with that?
1: Definitely, I hate to admit it, like the men's side of it absolutely comes to mind. Yep. Forget. Like, I've never made a bracket for women's March, March yeah. Madness.
0: Um, I didn't even know the women's tournament was called March Madness. Because you just say March Madness and everyone assumes men's. Men's
1: team, yeah.
0: But we'll get to it later. People are already, like, critiquing the NCAA, saying, like, we'll call it Men's March Madness tournament and Women's March Madness tournament. Like, it's not yeah. the March Madness tournament. There's two. There's two. You can call it the March Madness tournament, but you've got to make sure everyone knows it's men's and women's that you're talking about. So mm-hmm. we're already getting into that. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit to start about sort of the incident that spawned this conversation, which I think is really valuable. Um, and for me, I will talk about my personal way I found out about it. It was actually through TikTok, which I think is how you probably heard about yeah, it too. Saw it. There's a player on the Oregon women's team uh, named Sedona Prince, and she has 670,000 followers on TikTok. So she's got a huge following prior to even entering the tournament anything like that um she posts sort of what it's like to be a division one athlete and the free stuff they get so mm-hmm. um she posted a video of the women's i guess gym setups like yeah or like weight rooms mm-hmm. that they're provided at the ncaa tournament in indy right now um it was a couple yoga mats and a rack of weights that went up to I think 25. Yeah,
1: nothing heavier whatsoever. <laughs> it was
0: awful. And then of course the guys are posting their stuff and it's this massive weight room.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: the disparities between that awful already that video got 2.4 million likes and 7.6 million views. Wow. And you know the TikTok algorithm. Yeah. That's big.
1: Absolutely. For
0: someone with under a million followers, that's like very big. Mm-hmm. Um so And there also was like, I mean, the biggest one she pointed out was uh, weight room, but other people have taken to Twitter. I know someone on the Stanford and the Yale teams posted the gear that you get or like the gifting that you receive. The men got all these like sponsored things. So they got like Lysol, Dawn soap, like they Mm -hmm. got all of that. And like, obviously gear that says March Madness and the women's team got like a flag or two, a t-shirt maybe. Yeah. And like none of the branding material.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was so. very, like, limited, the pictures I've seen. Yeah. Just, like, the she- the number of things each person got, like, men versus women, not even close.
0: Not the same whatsoever. Um, and then also the food. Did you see pictures of the food?
1: I actually saw video- Sedona's videos about the food before I saw anything about the weight rooms. Oh. But not even, like, doing comparisons. I would see her, like... What we get fed in a day as an NCAA March in the bubble, athlete, In the bubble. In the bubble. Oh. So I saw that before I even heard about the disparities and I was like, oh, I was just moved into like college. So doing the same thing and seeing the food that we get to eat and I'm like was kind of nervous. I was like, oh, is this what it's going to be like? Like this food looks yeah. not like... Appetizing doesn't look like sustaining for an athlete. Yeah. Doesn't look that nutritious. I was like, that's kind of curious. Like, yeah. I don't know. So I saw that before I even saw anything okay. about the room.
0: Because I came across the food, I think, once I started digging into like articles about it. Mm-hmm. And it was like TV dinners for the women. And then um, the men's picture they posted they looked had, like buffets. fire, like the yeah. mac and cheese. Like,
1: it looks so good. So. But I didn't even think when I saw the food, I didn't think, oh, I didn't make any comparison to what the men were getting. I mm. didn't even think about that Yeah, um, until I saw yeah. yeah. later stuff came out.
0: Yeah. Um, and so obviously, Sedona posts this. Other people are posting this, especially on the women's side. Um, and the NCAA did pick up on it. And they righted some wrongs, uh, which we'll talk about how they did that. But I think we talked about this in off, like, podcasts. We... Actually, fun fact, for our pilot episode, we talked about Alexander Wang. But we talked about how, like, a statement, like, can make it or break it. And Mm -hmm. there's – I rolled my eyes a bit. I have some excerpts from it that I'll read. read. Um, And from certain people in the NCAA, it is good in some areas and bad in some other areas. So (laughs) they apologized. um, And they said that the reason their weight room was – it was also tiny compared to the guys like it wasn't even that big of a room they said it was small because the women's covid test site took up more space than like the guys which took away from weights it was like in the same i guess like banquet hall so okay they since put up these like curtain walls and made it bigger and minimized like the size of the covid testing area mm-hmm. um they also stated that their original plan i'm using quotations um was to expand the weight section for the sweet 16 so that was not going to be available to all 64 teams from the start it would be available to the 16. so the weight room that they actually put up was the equipment they already had the equipment they didn't have to buy it the ncaa just put up the sweet 16 equipment
1: and was like here you go here's like here here's your
0: new weight room but that is enough weights for 16 teams yeah because that's what they bought it for so I don't know how much we're solving the problem there. And obviously when people found out about this, like Rogue Fitness and a bunch of other companies offered equipment and they didn't take it. They were like, we already have stuff. Yeah. So they also stated when it comes to gifting that gifting was identical, which we've all seen on social media. It was not. Mm -hmm. But um, they did say that every single athlete, male or female involved in March Madness has access to a gifting site Mm -hmm. and they all can get the same amount or whatever from that gifting site
1: but the like the welcome the initial bags. welcome bag was not
0: it and they said it was identical but like you can't people, <laughs> people post- are posting fiction. it <laughs> it's not identical
1: yeah. um and that's not even like differences like based on their schools i was just like yeah. ncaa march madness like swag like yep nothing about like individuals it was um not identical so good try
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then lastly the food issue they um blamed that on the use of different hotels for men and women and then they sort of blamed it on like local small businesses saying like some small businesses couldn't feed that many people and just pulled out
1: oh
0: and then like some hotels had a kitchen and some didn't i don't know it was this whole thing but they said they've righted their wrongs when it comes to athletes who had issues with food. I was like, whatever. Oh. <laughs> okay, they got two TV dinners now. Yeah, um, thankfully. Yeah. And I'm gonna pull up a quote um from Lynn Holzman, who oh, this might be on my computer. Oh no, I have it, just kidding. Um, who's the NCAA vice president of women's basketball. And this had me rolling my eyes a little bit. Um Meanwhile, she's under fire for all of this. Like, she's not on the side of the women who are here participating.
1: Interesting.
0: She's on the NCAA side. So she said, women in sport and in many other aspects of our lives, we've been fighting uphill battles for years. In a lot of ways, this is no different. We have to be diligent. We have to be – we have responsibilities as leaders to make sure the opportunities for our student-athletes have the best experience possible. Um This year, that was a miss that was a communication operational miss. There are other things women in for women in sport that are bigger than systemic issues, sorry, this is just scrolling for me that I've devoted my career to. And there's many others who have been fighting for these battles. Um, at the NCAA, we are committed to supporting our women where there are those issues. We're going to address them. I'm going to continue to fight these battles and make sure that happens to which I say, don't ever get in a situation like this. Like if you're claiming all this. Plan it out. Make sure it's what you say it is. Like,
1: yeah, I feel like out of the three major areas that are like points of contention, like the weight room, food, and the swag they're getting, my biggest issue is the weight room because of the like symbolic nature of it.
0: Yeah, like That's women like, only need a yoga mat and twenty five pounds. Like, come on.
1: Yeah, and if anyone who works for the NCAA ever played a college. Or even a high school sport, they would know. They would know, yeah, that, like, you're lifting two, three times a week as an athlete, and you are bench pressing, you are squatting, you are literally, you're doing more than just like, you, like abs on a yoga mat. Like it is intense when you are even like as an X D three athlete. Like mm-hmm. it was not. Like time to play around on a yoga mat. And so no, that's like no. the symbolic issue with it that like women yeah. don't lift weights or don't need to keep up their
0: like the women don't need the same caloric intake as a man. Like yeah. it, it even goes down to the food too. Like yeah. And I think like that statement was disappointing. Like if she's claiming this is her job and this is her role and this is what she fights for, then you should have been fighting for that to be there already. Yeah. Like
1: it seems what, what were
0: you like such doing evidence. with your passion prior to getting called out? Cause it seems like you were not fighting mm-hmm. for women in sport. Yeah. Which you claim. And I do, do wonder,
1: now. um, because obviously she's not the head of the NCAA and to be a woman in that position of power probably is already initially challenging. So I'm wondering, mm-hmm. and I'm, this is pure speculation, if there was any other like pushback or oversight, um, from people even above her who might yeah. be men and so I'm like what structural structural barriers exist in the NCAA that oh plenty
0: a woman, <laughs> yeah but like in the organization itself yeah
1: that like a woman in power might not have the capacity to make those changes like yeah fully
0: yeah and I I critique her statement mm-hmm. but I understand her situation and I obviously wanted to present this part to you but the Second part that I chose to present is the data on the income of the NCAA and the revenue from March Madness. No, And you'll see she is stuck. Like, there probably isn't much say she had. still,
1: I do agree with you that her statement could have been stronger or, like, less wishy-washy in a
0: sense. Or, like, fake girl boss. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, so now, like I said, I really crunched the numbers. Okay, let's hear it. I got really into how much March Madness, like, actually does for the NCAA, and I did not expect it was, like, this much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to preface, um, I think it's important to say that, like, across the board for men and women competing in March Madness, and I want to say all um, NCAA sports, which is part of why it's the NCAA is the players earn nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't get a penny from if they're in a commercial, they get nothing whatsoever. Um, obviously they get all this gifting and it is free and all that in the gear, yeah. but they don't get paid for like screen time. Um, that being said, um, the NCAA uh, has a contract. This is, we'll talk about, this is all men's that I'm about to list. And then we'll, I'll tell you when we're getting into the women's, but um, They have a contract with CBS uh, for broadcasting rights from 2010 to 2032 for $19.6 billion. Oh, God. And that is strictly March Madness. That's
1: just March Madness? (laughs)
0: Just March Madness. Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Men's March Madness.
0: Men's March Madness. Okay. Yep. Yep um we'll revisit that statistic when we talk about the women's but um and then according to the ncaa 96 percent of the money or like the revenue which i'll tell you what it is later um goes back to the member schools so they are throwing that large percentage back
1: um does that go back to and you might not know the specifics does that go back to every single school that has a basketball team or
0: so yeah i'll tell you it's it gets interesting like believe it or not um Sometimes, like, Dickinson reaps those benefits. OK. Um, it, it does trickle down pretty far. So 68 teams get invited to play, and they enter something called the Basketball Fund. Um, the Basketball Fund is a $179 million um, like fund, and that makes up 20% of what the NCAA makes overall. So okay. they allocate 20% of that to, to this fund. fund. Um, and then, for each game that gets played by a team, their conference gets a payout okay it's not the team. it goes to the conference and then they, the way they described it is a little difficult, but it's basically by units so the initial games, I believe is one unit, and that's like a dollar amount okay and then the more you the further you move on, the more units it is okay. so it's it you get more money the further you go um and they're predicting that a run to the final in 2021 can earn a conference $1.1 $1. $1 million in a payout. Oh wow. Just making it to yeah. the final or like final four honestly I would say.
1: Okay wow. So
0: that's like how many your units add up at that point. Yes um, got it. And then for smaller lesser known conferences the basketball fund can make up to 70 percent of their like revenue as like a college in athletics oh wow yeah so those smaller ones i think it was UMBC. yeah a couple of years ago made a huge run and people were thrilled but they were the only ones i think in their conference who made it mm-hmm. so that run like i believe it gets split between the conference but the conference was like hype
1: oh because they like wouldn't have yeah gotten any money
0: yeah yeah um so that's like kind of how the money gets split up and things like that mm-hmm. um so more specifically data-wise in 2019, which they had to cancel the 2020 March Madness, yeah. but they still made money off of it. So get <laughs> ready. Um, in 2019, with like a fully normal March Madness for the men's, they um, they had a $1.05 billion revenue. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then that makes up 90% of their annual revenue for the NCAA. Oh,
1: wow. I did not know that.
0: That's um, a huge, yeah. huge portion. <laughs> and then on top of that, like, you're probably no stranger to, like, the brackets and, like, betting, like, $10 mm-hmm. and, like, things like that and putting in a pot yeah. at your workplace. Um, In total, in 2019, Americans wagered $8.5 billion on the March Madness bracket. Wow!
1: Did you know, this is just, like, a fun fact, Um, that when you're an NCAA athlete, even if you're not close to basketball, like, you can't bet on the March Madness tournament. Yeah. My coach, I was, like, trying to set up a... Um, bracket with my team she was like you can do it but no money can change hands and i was like yeah that's interesting isn't that crazy yeah
0: all of a sudden they care about me a division three athlete (laughs) (laughs) and they care what i get into um yeah so crazy billion dollar Mm -hmm. industry and it's not even an industry it's like a month-long billion dollar event
1: yeah (laughs) yeah literally
0: um so in 2020 obviously covid they still profited um, 520 million dollars, which was about half of their estimated like normal amount they made oh, wow. the year before. So <laughs> still a bit of make money. Um, they canceled the tournament for the first time in 81 years of its occurring, um, and then they were able to have an insurance plan and do extreme cost cutting, assuming that it would get canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of their like that fiscal year, they only had a net loss of 56 million dollars,
1: which sounds like a lot yeah, to but us,
0: but in the grand scheme of things, like they actually made it out pretty good and considering with COVID. what other
1: people yeah
0: yeah so it wasn't the biggest loss they were still able to air some stuff and aired last year's as like yeah remembering that but yeah and now you're ready to get angry oh god we're gonna talk about the women's march madness one so the revenue generated is part of a 500 million dollar 14 year broadcasting deal with espn so the other one's with CBS.
1: Wait, just to be clear ESPN, only cable television. CBS is like, you don't need cable, right? Mm-mm. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, so they have a 14 year deal, 500 million, which you might think, wow, great for women's athletics. I know it's 9.6 billion with CBS. This is, you know, 10 years less, like yeah. blah, blah, blah oh no girly this deal also includes 24 other men's and women's sports
1: so it's women's basketball plus plus everything else 24
0: yeah exactly <laughs> so like this 500 million is for a grouping of sports wow whereas men's basketball gets 19.6 billion dollars worth gal. of like broadcasting
1: holy cow
0: so that just like
1: Yeah, blows your mind.
0: Um, But I I will say, like, I do applaud ESPN. I think they they do a really good job with college athletics. Like, Mm -hmm. I think they do it justice. I think I'm happy it's not just some, like, little tiny network. Like, I think Mm -hmm. ESPN is still a proper place to put March Madness. I just wish they would either put the men's on it or give the women's to CBS, too. Um, So the women's tournament actually doesn't turn a profit. So, you know how – there's a $1.05 billion revenue from
1: 2019. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they don't turn a profit for the Women's March Madness tournament.
1: Okay. Uh-huh.
0: Um, so the NCAA doesn't factor results into their financial distributions to schools either. Like,
1: Okay. I kind of like that, potentially. I want to hear more, but... I, I don't like that it's not the same as the guys. I, I think yeah, they if the guys the were same. the
0: same, yeah, I would like it, but... Mm-hmm. If guys' schools are getting these massive payouts because they make it to the finals, like so should women. So okay. should women. That's fair enough. Yes. And they said they said in a statement they have no plan to change this, okay. which is awesome and stagnant. So, for example, um, <laughs> awesome and stagnant. Yeah. <laughs> um, UConn, which is like top women's basketball program yeah, in the like, country, Sim for Pat Summit over here. Um, <laughs> they won the tournament from twenty thirteen to twenty sixteen. They had mm-hmm. a run, um, and they didn't get a single penny for winning those years. Oh. Yeah. That's when Yeah. That's when you wish they got a payout. Yeah. At least to their 100%. school
1: Yeah.
0: That was that was a hard one to hear. Um and they actually so I was able to find all of the men's data. It was super easy to find. I feel like they brag about it. The women's side, the NCAA declined to state how much the women's tournament makes, but they did say that it's not self sustaining. So they won't tell us the numbers, but they say it's not self sustaining. Yeah. Therefore it's like zero revenue. Yeah. And there's no payouts. Um, And then also just comparing to the guys tournament, first and second round games for the women are held at higher seated campuses, not at neutral sites. Whereas like the men's tournament, like every single game is at a neutral site.
1: I don't think every single game, but I think the final four.
0: Entire. Because the women's, everything past the second round is at a neutral site.
1: Wait, but for the men, what is it?
0: It's everything's at a neutral site.
1: I don't, are you sure? I think so. I swear I've, like...
0: Because they said this was, like, shocking. Like, this was, like, not the same as the guys. Oh. I don't know. Wait.
1: I must be confused. Well, right
0: now they're all in Deanna. Oh, like yeah. They're right all in a bubble. right your... I just
1: feel like my dad, he went to University of Kansas and, like, big basketball school. Like, they won... I wonder if it's a newer thing. Yeah. So, it, but he would be, like, yes, like, we would yeah. watch all the games. But then, eventually, it got to a point where it was not... They're definitely in neutral sites
0: yeah I know later on everyone's at neutral sites Mm -hmm. but there was something about them first and second round not having neutral sites that they said was like not the same as guys oh
1: that's weird I didn't know that
0: and then this one so incredibly annoying the women's brackets are made to reduce cross country travel and reduce
1: costs oh where the men's like not at all oh Oh,
0: they can go wherever like they don't bar like UCLA from playing like Villanova first round oh wait because they'll pay for that travel because it's it makes them money like people will watch nova yeah whereas like you could put uconn like uconn will not go against ucla first
1: yeah that's interesting even though
0: they might like need to based on seating or Mm -hmm. they might sway the seating behind closed doors like they don't pay for cross-country travel in the beginning rounds to reduce like costs
1: oh that's scummy Mm mm-hmm hmm Yeah.
0: <laughs> we love it here. Um, and this is, like, obviously all, like, annoying to take in, especially, like, as a woman in sport. But I took away some positives that we could end the episode on. <laughs> um, so the article I did read actually had someone who was a gender equality – they were getting their master's in gender equality studies, um, but they played basketball at Bryn Mawr, Okay. And she gave all these quotes to the Washington Post, so I was reading it, and it was her. <laughs> and she, at the end of the article, was like, this is like incredibly incredibly optimistic though like obviously covid but she said prior to covid so ratings for the 2019 women's final four rivaled the ratings for like the men's yeah. program and like that's good their march madness um they had over 3.6 million viewers tuned into the 2019 final which was a 24% increase from 2016 okay um prior to the pandemic ticket demand skyrocketed in 2019 2020 season and it often outpaced men's ticket sales Aww. um and then the whole like profile of women's basketball is like on the rise mm-hmm. so you and I are nova girlies yeah. um
1: well I said my dad went to the university of Kansas okay so, so
0: you're not <laughs> my brother's a big nova fan and we like live close to there so he like knows all like especially when they first won it a couple of years ago for like first time in a while mm-hmm. um i feel like i knew all the players like last names at least the ones who like played played (laughs) yeah and my brother obviously knows them but i feel like now i don't have a connection to anyone and i don't know anyone's name i don't know who's like good even on the guy's side Mm -hmm. um whereas i actually do know someone on the women's side um have you heard of sabrina Ionescu? no she no <laughs> honestly yeah she was um I swear like people like guys from my high school would like go crazy for her because she was <laughs> so good and yeah. she was getting recruited I think she's my year, year year but she was like getting recruited and we were all like following the journey because she was that good like
1: oh, that's so cool. she basically
0: got to pick and where yeah. she wanted a full ride like yeah people were fighting for her she's also pretty so like that helps <laughs> and, <laughs> But she just caught all this like media attention, yeah. And she was just like incredibly good. Like there are so many videos of her just like smashing dudes. Like <laughs> everyone loved her. And yeah. I know I know of her. Like I follow her on Instagram. Um, she's like a household name. But she ended up choosing Oregon mm-hmm. um, and loves it. She like broadcasts her life too, kind of on TikTok. Like all these other people. So, she's- wait, maybe I've seen her then. Mm-hmm. You probably have. Okay, she's fantastic. Like I. This is just to say, like I don't know any like guys competing in March Madness, but like. Not even because of doing this episode and researching, but like I knew who she was, like Mm -hmm. prior. So that makes me feel better. She's like more of a household (laughs) name than some of the guys right now. Yeah. And then also I grew up knowing about Pat Summit. Like you know Pat (laughs) Summit. Yeah. I feel like all little girls, like even like guys in sport, like knew Pat Summit Mm -hmm. as like this legend. So same energy to that. Like there's definitely more hype around female athletes than there used to than there used to be like more common household name type stuff so
1: no that is really encouraging some really positive outlooks for the future and also just having like i feel like whenever major things get either like exposed or come up it always just like reinvigorates the conversation about gender equality in sports and Mm -hmm. problems within the ncaa and how Title IX, like, obviously didn't fix everything and yeah. um, how there's still more work to be done. So I think even, like, the basketball players right now who are bringing this up, just, like, always good to keep having the conversation. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think they've just – this is the first time we're hearing of it, too. Well, like, I mean, we all in the yeah. back of our brains knew the women were competing alongside the men for March Madness, but, like, I've never seen a March Madness women's game. That being Mm -hmm. said, I will watch every one this year to get those ratings (laughs) up. But um, I think they've been experiencing it for so long, and we just haven't seen it firsthand. And, like... Mm -hmm. So much stuff is cut, like the Alexander Wang thing came up from TikTok. Like, yeah, so many things are coming up because kids are finally taking out their phone, snapping a picture, and just sending it. Yeah, it's so much easier to, to social media and being like, well, this isn't equality. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, wait, yeah, you're right. Like, let's <laughs> all call the NCAA right now. Yeah. Um, I think like it's a shame they've been living it and none of us have even known about it, but I'm glad that we do. Yeah. So for them, it's been frustrating and exhausting, but like. Now they can sort of hand some of that over to like the public.
1: Yeah. Which is which good.
0: Is good for them. All right. Thank you so much, Grocra. Of course, anytime. <laughs>